Hey guys, what's up? It's the Zach Attack. I know that you hear my voice on this podcast a lot, but you're going to hear it again for just a few brief seconds here. Uh, You know how networking works. You hear about something from somebody, you tell somebody else about something, and next thing you know, you've made some new connections. Well, I just made a connection with a new friend of mine named Andrew, and he has started a live stream on Twitch that is centered around a really witty, fun, and hilarious Dungeons & Dragons campaign, according to him. They go live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, bringing that adventure to your eyes and your ears on places like Spotify, YouTube, and Facebook, and their main site, twitch.tv slash obambino. That's twitch.tv slash o-b-a-m-b-i-n-o. So if you're looking for fun, witty, and hilarious Dungeons & Dragons campaigns, check them out and tell them that Zach from IPC sent you. See y'all soon! This podcast is sponsored in part by Benjamin Hart. That's me! And yours truly, Zach Arnold. And by participation from listeners like you. So let's tune in to another episode of... IPC. 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 The Intergalactic Peace Coalition Podcast. All the galaxies. All for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Intergalactic Peace Coalition podcast, also known as the IPC. We are broadcasting live right here on channel 1138.com, and man, oh man, do we have a splendid episode for you guys tonight. We're going to be celebrating something that I didn't even know was a thing until a few hours ago, to be honest, because... To be perfectly honest with you, we just planned this show off the cuff a few hours ago, me and my partner in crime tonight. But I think some of our best episodes are ones that just came to us within hours of showtime. And so I think think this episode is going to be one of those episodes because we're going to be talking about and watching the 1995 classic Disney Pixar film Toy Story. Because, as you may or may not know... It turns 25 this month. 25 years! My goodness! I remember when this movie came out. (laughs) That makes me feel old, alright? It makes me feel really, really old. And it's bad, but it's also great because we're going to get to talk about it and discuss it and watch it. And we've we've talked about it before, me and Zach, but uh, now we're going to... Uh, actually watch it and do a little watch party with you guys. It's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. But Zach is not here tonight, guys. He couldn't make it. The poor guy. You may have heard from him off the top of the show, but uh, he will not be joining us tonight in an official capacity. But you will be hearing from my humble and gracious co-host who came on in the nick of time. At a time when I was very desperate for a co-host and didn't have anyone, um, he came to my rescue again. It is my good buddy, Mr. Steven Schinder. Steven, how are you doing tonight? Hey, I'm doing very well. It's it's funny. When he said partner in crime, I realized that the acronym for partner in crime would have the same letters that are in IPC, just in a different order. 
Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Partner in peace? <laughs> Part of the par- um, peace intergalactic coalition. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, that's just blowing my mind right now. But uh, yeah, we're going to get a chance to talk about Toy Story. I'm, I'm assuming you're familiar with the source material here. I'm assuming you, you probably grew up with this one, Steven? Oh, yeah. I had this on VHS, like, pretty much all my life. And, Same. Like, it was one of those things that I would watch frequently along with some other Disney movies. Like, it was a favorite of ours in the house. And, like, when Toy Story 2 came out on VHS, we had to get that as well. And, like, you know, it's it's part of childhood. It's a timeless classic. It It really, really is. Like, this movie, I was obsessed with it growing up and I, I will probably tell anyone like I'm a big Star Wars fan now but before I was a Star Wars fan I was a Toy Story fan like this movie was my jam back in the day and it continues to be just comfort food for me in regards to I just recently got a chance to sit down with my family for the first time and I can't remember when and just watch it with them and, and it's just the best it is literally one of the greatest films Ever, in my opinion. And we'll get into that. We'll get into all the, the nitty-gritty details, because I've never actually sat down and watched it and done a commentary on it. Never heard of anybody else doing that. So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, <laughs> very innovative, and uh, hopefully you guys will join us, of course, if you have your copy of Toy Story, whether it be VG- VHS or DVD, or if you're like us, you're going to be watching it on Disney+. Plus. Get your copy handy so you can queue it up and watch it. But uh, before we jump into that... Let's jump into a little bit of news tonight because we got some updates, some adjacent stuff happening. Um, First of all, with the superhero genre, we got some big news. Obviously, 2020 has not been a good year for everything, but especially not the movie industry. And one of those big signs, of course, is the fact that, you know, there hasn't been a lot of movies recently, and, you know, we're supposed to get a movie called Wonder Woman 1984 this year. And I was very much looking forward to it, and it has not come out yet. But, apparently, according to Warner Brothers, and I think it's Warner Brothers... Is that Warner Brothers? Am I just... Did I just space on that? <laughs> I mean, HBO Max is, like, connected to Warner Brothers, so, like... Pretty much, like, I think you're fine. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going with that. I'm just going with that. So, WB, whoever owns DC, is has... HBO Max emailed me the news because I (laughs) subscribed and, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, we finally have the official word down from Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot and all those guys who have announced that uh, 1984 is coming to theaters and HBO Max on Christmas Day. So if you have theaters near you and they're safe to go to and they're open and you feel comfortable going, that's an option for you. And maybe they'll have it at the theater. Or if you're not, you want to stay in and, you know, be safe, which I think everyone needs to be at this point. Take absolutely every precaution possible. Um, You can watch it on HBO Max for free, which is great. I think this is absolutely wonderful news as much as i want to see this movie in a theater 
I think it's great that they're giving us the option. And there was kind of rumors leading up to this that maybe they would release it in theaters on Christmas and then kind of wait till like January, February to put it on HBO Max. But now it seems that they're doing it simultaneously, which is fairly unprecedented. Like we're talking about, you know, huge thing. Putting a movie on streaming and theaters at the same time, this is rarely if ever happened before. And it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and it's not like the Milan scenario where there's the extra 30 bucks fee. It's like if you're subscribed to HBO Max, you can like just go ahead and watch it. And that's also what's going to be like for Soul on Disney Plus, and it comes out the same day. That you see, that's interesting too. Yeah, that's that's really great. I think, and that's a, I don't know. It, it's it's just it's the best option for the consumer, and the consumer right. is not always given the best deal in a scenario, you know, like this. It's usually like Mulan. I totally get why Disney did what they did. I don't think it worked out like they wanted it to, but I get why. They spent a lot of money on Mulan, and they wanted to get it out to people in a timely manner in the year that they said they would release it, and not just release it on a streaming service so everybody can watch it for free or get their you know uh, free trial to Disney Plus and watch it over a weekend. Like I get it, um, but I appreciate that you know WB DC they're confident in their product and they're just going to go put the throw it out there. For anybody, and I will absolutely be paying for HBO Max if I can't get to a theater. Um, but I just love having the option. I love the fact that we're going to possibly be able to see this in theaters. But if you can't, if you're in a part of the world that is locked down, you can watch it on HBO Max or vice versa. So this is great news. I think I have to applaud them for doing this, and I'm very, very, very excited to actually watch this movie finally. Yeah, so Christmas Day is going to be interesting since we'll have these things to stream. Um, also, uh, you can check out the delayed replay episodes on Wonder Woman on Day 4 and Soul. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's cool. And speaking of speaking of podcasts, I will, I will say this. I can confirm this. Um, I won't confirm a date, but I know at some point, probably in January, one of our first episodes of the next year will be a Wonder Woman 1984 review on IPC. So definitely keep on the lookout for that. Um, not even sure we're going to be doing like our standard like top five most anticipated films because it feels really weird doing that when most of the films we did in the last top five most anticipated films haven't even come out yet. Yeah, so was I, I, I think it's <laughs> right. So I think we may just skip that this year. We'll just kind of ride with it and we'll do some more things. I think a standard kind of movie review, just we go out and see the movie, we come back and talk about it. We haven't done that a lot lately, especially not this year. So uh I think that's going to be a refreshing thing to come come to pass in the next year in 2021. Yeah, and I mean you could like hypothetically do like top five favorite movies that did come out in 2020 and um you know it might be easy for people to narrow that down all things considered but it's like yeah the movies already came out so there will be options for that if you do want to do that yeah and it's funny like i'm not even sure if i've seen five movies this year and 
like some of the movies that I've seen this year are ones that came out last year. <laughs> like like Knives Out. <laughs> I saw it this year, but it came oh, out I, last I, year. I still need to see that one. It's, <laughs> it's embarrassing how long it's taken for me to get around to like watching that. It it took me a long time, and miraculously, it was still in theaters. And that was like February, March, maybe. It was still like hanging around. So, uh, yeah, I most of the movies, if not all the movies, that were on my top five list from last year's top five most anticipated films, um, have not come out yet. So, uh, yeah, I think Wonder Woman was towards the top, if not the top one. Like, I'm really, really excited about this movie. So that's, uh, I'm very excited about this that we're gonna get a chance to actually watch it for the first time which is great 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 news okay so go ahead oh i was just gonna say i recall that being a popular choice in people's lists and yeah like i'm also very excited and wanting to see it the trailer kicks butt and oh yeah so good really great trailer like all the marketing has been phenomenal and just i think just, just a lot of goodwill around that movie because the first wonder woman movie was so good like it was really i think really well received i enjoyed it a lot so uh you know it's gonna be great to uh revisit these characters and go back and i think it's just you know you got pedro pascal you got chris pine like it's all-star cast man it's gonna be great star wars and star trek so all the stars yeah 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 you just need to throw in a throw in another chris or something and (laughs) and they'll cover (laughs) even more franchises um but uh yeah chris rock Don't tempt them. Don't tempt them. Oh, good. Gotta get the Osmosis Jones fandom in there somehow. I don't know. <laughs> That's the one you pulled out, Osmosis Jones. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love that so much. Oh, gosh. Is that Disney? Is Osmosis Jones Disney? Um, I, that's, I'm pretty sure it's Warner Brothers because I rewatched it recently on HBO Max. Okay. All right. That makes sense. I knew I'd not seen it on Disney Plus and... It just makes sense that that's not Disney, um, but yeah, <laughs> considering the jokes that are in it, yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, so speaking of different off-color jokes, um, we got some news about Deadpool three, and of course, being things as they are, Fox has now been taken over by Disney, for lack of a better term. And, you know, that's been hanging in the balance. The first two Deadpool movies were very well received, I think. And people were, you know, legitimately concerned because Disney has a reputation to uphold in regards to family-friendly content. And they're not really interested in, you know, maybe not continuing a character, you know, like Deadpool to keep, you know, having a a swear fest (laughs) in his movies. And rated R films, which is a trend now to have superhero films with R-rated pictures. So, but apparently they're moving forward with this. Apparently, Deadpool 3 is happening. Marvel Studios and Ryan Reynolds are working together to pick new writers. And they have the Molino sisters, I believe I'm saying. It's Wendy Wendy and Lizzie Molino. And I'm probably butchering that name. I apologize. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce that either. <laughs> it's 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 m it's m o m o l y Molly n e u x, which I usually uh, French is like no. That's usually how you pronounce it, I think. But I don't know. All right. Hopefully, someone in an interview they'll actually correct someone and we'll actually know. But closer to when the movie is. Point is, these these two ladies have been 
which is cool that lady screenwriters, that's really cool, more good representation behind the camera, um, are writing Deadpool 3 have been chosen. And uh, David Leach is back to do this one, to direct it, and apparently it's got an R rating. And Disney is going forward with this, and it's going to be happening. And I, I, I don't know how how reliable this is, but from what I hear, the idea is that Deadpool will show up in other Marvel films, but he will be PG or PG thirteen. He won't be swearing up a storm. But when he appears in his own movies, he will be rated R. So that really kind of makes sense, and I think Disney would be foolish. To not keep this going and just like, okay, this is R-rated. You know, if you don't want to see it, don't see it. And it's probably going to show up on Disney+. Plus, But it's still a movie that people want to watch. Adults, understand, don't take a kiss this, please, because I've heard people doing that. <laughs> um, but I think this is cool. This is really cool. I mean, Deadpool obviously has developed a following. These movies have been wildly successful and very, very good. So I'm all for this. Yeah, and I know that shortly after Deadpool 2 came out, they did a thing where they re-released it around Christmas time and marketed it as Once Upon a Deadpool or something yeah, and made it yeah, yeah. PG-13, I think. I haven't seen that version, but I remember seeing that like critically it didn't do very well. So I wonder if that might have factored into like the decision for them to be like, okay, we can't water down Deadpool. It needs to be true to... like what we've presented in the like R-rated versions. And, you know, the fact that Ryan Reynolds uh, met up with these writers and they're from Bob's Burgers, which I love. It's oh, hilarious. Cool. And, like, if Ryan Reynolds has confidence in them, then that's, like, a good sign for me because, like, he, he pretty much is Deadpool. Like, Deadpool broke the fourth wall by coming into our world and becoming Ryan Reynolds. So <laughs> Right, exactly. And you know that's that's just that's just cool. I, I think it's, it's cool having having Ryan Reynolds involved in the process. I think obviously he cares a lot about this character. He, I mean, pretty much is responsible for these movies happening in the first place. He's the one that apparently leaked the footage all those years ago and and you know proved that it was possible and and made it happen and has been really campaigning for this character for many many years. So like. Good that he's in there. He's working with them. He's he's getting what he's getting what he wants probably, and Disney's getting what they want, and they can make this happen. And everybody wins. This is cool, I think. And hopefully they will, you know, build on this and do something that I don't know how, but could tie directly into the MCU somehow and work in this playground. I feel the. There's no need for a reboot per se because Deadpool is Deadpool. He kind of does what he wants, and he, you know, breaks the fourth wall. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of Disney jokes now that yeah. it's officially he's <laughs> going to milk that for everything it's worth, um, and it's going to be hilarious. But you know, just transferring all this over, and I'm, I'm sure there's going to be like, where's the X Men? Where's this? There's going to be all kinds of meta jokes in there. It's going to be great. Yeah, I could, I could imagine him being like. Oh, okay, here comes the scene where we have the forced MCU connection. See, this here, this ties into this next MCU movie. Okay, we're done. All right, move on. Like that, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be amazing. That, that And that's got to happen. That's going to happen. Because you're going to have, like, I think the, the 
benefit of this, of having Deadpool in this universe, is you can play him off of the character. He can just show up in the Avengers movies anytime he wants and do this, and I think it's going to be really fun to have that character, this version of this character, in the MCU doing God knows what. He could have a conversation with Ant-Man and be like, hey, when you guys thought... When you guys fought Thanos, did you thought of playing Ant-Man, you know, and maybe like, what? And like, the viewers <laughs> would know that ridiculous fan theory of what they jokingly wanted to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, that is that. I think Deadpool is going to just up the ante when it comes to just humor and uh, fourth wall breaking. And it's going to be great. I think this is going to be wonderful. And apparently they are scheduled to start filming in 2021, so not that far away. So maybe 2022, 2023, we'll be getting this movie. So uh, Sometime in the 2020s. Sometime in the 2020s. Now if we can just sit down in the theater and watch these movies when they come out, that's going to be nice. That's going to be nice. And maybe we will. Maybe we will. But, uh... I think that's about it for news. I think we about covered everything, or at least the stuff that we, we found, because there's so much happening in the world right now. And so I think it's time to actually dive into Toy Story, if you are ready, Stephen. Hell yeah. <laughs> this is a PG, PG movie, PG podcast. No, no, well, it's G. It it's G. The video. movie is rated oh. G. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, um, hold on a second. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make sure this actually plays. Is this playing for you? Oh, it is yes. playing. Yeah. See the stars and the clouds. There we go. All right. I'm gonna turn my sound down. You can turn yours up if you want to. I'll turn mine down because I don't want copyright. Right. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So, um, I think this is as good a time any to start. As I told you guys off the top, get your copies ready. Go to Disney Plus or whatever, and uh, queue it up. All zeros at the front, and uh, we're going to watch this thing. We're going to comment on it for the next hour and a half or so, because that's how long this movie is. It feels a lot longer than an hour and 22 minutes, but apparently it is. Yeah, they, they pack such a good story in that runtime. Yeah, it is. It is. I cannot wait to dive into this, because uh, at, when I started today, I was not l- looking to watch Toy Story again for the three billionth time but uh <laughs> this is how my night's gone and I, I this is probably the best part of my day so far so i'm not complaining all right this is great this is great all right enough stalling all right we're gonna get into this and i'm gonna count it down and uh i think what i'll do is i'm gonna do three two one and i'm gonna say something and what i'm gonna say is toy because that's synergy <laughs> okay so I know. Not infinity and beyond okay <laughs> I feel like where do you where do you press play on Infinity and Beyond? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I know. Don't know. <laughs> Actually, let's do that. Let's do that. Do let's you. let's make let's make the proclamation here. When I say in Infinity, that's when you hit play. I'm gonna say the whole thing, all right? Because Steven is demanding it, and that's way cooler. And it's also way more ridiculous. It'll probably screw some people up. Appease the fans because yeah. that always leads to good results. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So three, two, one, infinity and beyond. That's what I'm going to say. 
don't start it yet. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that in just a second. So here we go. In three, two, one, infinity and beyond. And the classic castle. You know what? This was not okay. Why is it freezing? Okay, never mind. Um, it froze on me for for a second. Scared me. Uh, it looks fine on my end. Good. It's freezing for me. I think it just needs to catch up. Um, this Disney Plus group watch thing that we're using sometimes is a tiny bit buggy, but not too much. But they changed. This is not the original castle. Like when I watched it on VHS, that's not the castle. They had the old style like do 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 thing that would come yeah. up. Uh, which I miss. I miss that. That was nostalgic. It was like for the me. the like light blue two D bricks or something. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, that was a smooth transition. I I know I've seen that before, but I didn't. I just noticed it now. The whole coming yeah. out of the Pixar logo into this. And I'm assuming. You know mo- Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say this movie is a bit funnier if you just pretend that Mr. Potato Head is the main villain the whole time. <laughs> like, it I mean, kind of makes sense. I mean, let's face it, he kind of is. He's kind of an a-hole the entire time, and is yeah. constantly second-guessing Woody. And two, you know, at certain points, he's right. Like, Woody is, like, this is a huge character arc for him. Like, obviously... He's kind of an a-hole starting out. He has this whole thing, and he's jealous, and he has all this thing, and he ultimately comes out the side of the guy. But, like, he does some some questionable things. Let's just put it that way, and throughout yeah. this movie. And so, you know, but Potato Head is there at every turn to call him out and go, like, dude, what are you doing? But then he's also got all these just meta jokes that, as a kid, I never got. Yeah. <laughs> But Potato Head mellows out eventually when he marries Mrs. Costanza. (laughs) And how anyone could mellow out after (laughs) marrying Estelle Costanza um, is beyond me and uh, is is very, very, um, yeah, just that's that's impressive. Yeah, it kind of doesn't make sense now that I think about it. (laughs) Like, how does that happen? How does that happen? But uh, it's funny how those some, some of those characters... I'm assuming you've seen up to four Toy Stories, right? You've seen all yeah, of them? Yeah, all of them. Okay, yeah. yeah. yeah I, figured, I figured you had. I think most people have. And I don't know. I don't know where... How do you rank them? You know, I have my thoughts, and we've talked about it previously on the show, but, like, how, how does this one rank in regards to the other ones? Um, so they're all really good. Uh, before the fourth one came out, my ranking was like each one got better than the previous one. Um, and then when four came out, like I wasn't sure where I'd rank it among the first two, but three is still my favorite overall. Um, but four still has its place. Like I feel like it justified its existence and had a very emotional final scene, and it made Bo an actual character. Like she's kind of she kind of felt shallow to me in this movie and didn't have much to do in the second movie which is why i guess they wrote her out of the third one and then they brought her to life in the fourth one yeah i think there's a lot of like i have my issues you go go back to listen to our toy story for 
conversation. If you want to hear mine and Zach's, like, you know, grievances against that movie because we had a few. But <laughs> I, I do think there was a lot of brilliant things they did with that movie, and, and Bo was one of them. Like, bringing her back after she'd basically been written out of the story and doing something with her character after she was just kind of a side character in the first two movies um, and doing something that made sense. And, you know, at least trying to, you know, yeah, uh, spoiler alert, you know, Woody leaving and all that happens and that whole character thing made me freaking weep. And also just, yeah, you know, same. it's 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 a lot to take in. I get where they're trying to go with it. Um, and I appreciate them trying to, you know, further the story and not just keep making these movies. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things. But I, I, I also agree with you. I think I think three is probably my favorite movie out of all of them. And of course, yeah. I love the first one. The first one is is incredible. Like this movie is incredible, but it's also, I mean, it's the most simple. It's it's the it's the one that kind of sets the stage for all this. And it's obviously, you know, it does. It's it's an illegal of its own. But I think as far as the sequels go, three has probably the most original plot. It it kind of takes off. Two is kind of a re, redo of the first one. I love it. It's great. I think it's got a lot of good going for it, but it definitely does, you know, go to places that the first one was just kind of, you know, it was it's role reversal really between Woody and Buzz. And it's great, but it's also not extremely original. But uh, 3 is great. 3 is really something that uh, also made me freaking weep, all right? Why do these yeah. movies have to make me cry? Yeah, Pixar is so good at that. Tugging on the heartstrings, I'm telling you. Yeah, so I many... love the sense of community here. It really is great. I think the way that they create this world, because you're going into an, an another world, and it's something as a kid, I'm like, oh my god, what if my toys were alive? Like, yeah. it was so fascinating. Like, you constantly thought about that, and you're like, oh my god, as soon as I leave, there, my toys are doing all this. Like, you believed it after you see this movie. But uh, the way they create this world and all these different toys and they're all alive in some form or another and how they just live their lives and the whole logic behind you know it's it's they need love they need to be cared for by a kid and played with in order to and that's their whole goal in life and if they're not they're pretty miserable um so and, and just i you know especially this like the, the whole staff meeting thing like they're a staff they're they're at work they're doing this they have to entertain the kid. This is their whole thing. Like it's it's ridiculous, but it's also like the movie takes it so seriously that you're just buying into it. Yeah, and I mean, as kids, we loved imagining that our toys were alive and we'd play with them, treat them like actual characters. So this really tapped into that very well. Exactly. Exactly. You you care you care for your toys. You 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 treat them and you imagine that they are alive. So, just introducing the idea of well, well, what if they are alive? Like, what what if they, you know, when you walk out of the room, they're they're holding staff meetings and doing all this kind of stuff. Like, you know, that's that's a thing. I I, I love it. Yeah, I love that they put the text on this um, can thing that he's using. Like, and, and other things, they would just be lazy and use a squiggly line or like that um, lipsum epsom thing or whatever it's called, where it's like certain letters repeated but they really went all out with like it's kind of a basic movie because 
you know, it's mid nineties, but they still like included text and whatnot. Yeah, and and I mean, I think going back to this movie is something that we take for granted is the animation because by now there's been a freaking million animated movies that you know of to varying degrees and and, and are very impressive and, and the fourth you know Toy Story movie is magnificent in regards yeah, to its animation it's like absolutely it, gorgeous <laughs> it's crazy but looking at this like just in a bubble like this is really good considering the fact that this is the first ever ever like animated CGI movie a movie that is completely you know CG and just animated like this is, yeah. is crazy Feature and the detail anyway I think right exactly I think there may have been some exceptions but you know in regards to like think like this is a a big budget like a movie that's and it actually looks good you know and it and it all the detail in there like you can tell obviously compared to Toy Story 4 it's not as detailed but you know, you look at the the textures on racks you look at you know the lettering like you were talking about there's so many things you can tell yeah that humans are not that detailed that's why they're not on screen right, like they kind of like try to avoid some of the faces right they they definitely put all of their facial expression animation into the actual toys which is you know it's it's Makes not sense. A, it's not a human story it's a toy story but in a way it is a very human story Exactly. The, the 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 whole thing is humanizing the toys, making them have thoughts and you know feelings, and you know that's the whole Pixar thing is. What if what if this had feelings? What if feelings had feelings? What if toys yeah. had feelings? You know, it's it's all about making you feel something and also giving human attributes to inanimate objects. Yeah, I mean, back in the nineties. I guess 3D animation, like, it's easier to go with non-humans rather than humans themselves. There was this show called Reboot, which I think may have been the first 3D animated TV series. And, like, if you look at a photo of the characters, it might look, um, for lack of a better word, ugly. But if you actually watch the show, it's very entertaining and very well written, especially season three, like... Like, when I watched it a few years ago, it felt like Star Wars Rebels to me, in a way. So, hmm. yeah, it's worth watching if any of you li- listening ever have the time. Yeah, and it and the whole, you know, you have the whole Uncanny Valley thing and all the animation and the problems that we have now in regards to, like, having photorealistic oh, CGI. Oh, yeah, it takes place in a computer system. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> so okay. they don't even have to animate humans. <laughs> of course. But you have, like, this whole, you know, everyone has an opinion on, like, what is what is realistic, what is not realistic in regards to photorealistic animations, whether it's, you know, big explosions or people that are meant to look real, but I love sometimes they don't. <laughs> It's so sincere. It's yeah, so great. Yeah, soldier never leaves the man behind. It's like just a few seconds, but it shows you like in just those few seconds how much he cares about his men. And this is so intense. Like, like they're trying to get the thing in there, and the ball's coming, and oh my god, get in there, get in there. <laughs> yeah, Indiana Jonesing them. <laughs> so good. And, you know, hiding in the house plant, and this whole thing feels like and, a forest. Like, like this just blows up the imagination, you know. Yeah, it's great. 
But, you know, going back to what my point is, like, it now you don't have to worry about that in this. Like, you, you're, you know, you don't really know what any of this is supposed to look like, and it's all a bit of caricature, so you buy into it. It's not necessarily realistic, but it's realistic enough, and you accept it. Whereas if it was meant to be, as people have talked about, what if they do a live-action version of of the Toy Story? And with, like, real people, it's like, no, that does that does not sound like a good idea. Well, I would not want Disney to do it, but on YouTube, like, there's a really good fan-made one uh, where it's, like, a live-action recreation of this oh, first movie. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen and, part of this, yeah. Yeah, it's called um, Live Action Toy Story. And Zach also told me about something called Toy Story 3 in real life, where it's like a similar concept. But I think that one uses stop motion, whereas Live Action Toy Story, um, like, I guess they used, like, it felt kind of like puppetry, the way they were moving the toys, trying not to have their hands shown and whatnot. But they also had, like, humans playing the kids and the mom and whatnot. (laughs) Wow, okay. Yeah, I guess the human parts are really easy in live action. (laughs) Well, they even recreate stuff like Andy's room, and it's just amazing. Like, coming from a fan, like, that's impressive. But coming from Disney or Pixar, if they they did live action, it would feel lazy, you know? Yeah, yeah. It it just, like, it's, it's impressive when a fan does it. Like, you know, they're against all odds where, you know, if Disney does it, it's just a cash grab. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, and this, oh, okay, this, again, intensity. This whole thing. They knock the batteries out of the thing. They don't know he's coming. Oh, God, you know, and they have to all get back to the places. It's it's the ultimate. It's it's so silly how intense this is. Like, it's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, but, like, the acting and the music, it just sells it. <laughs> yeah, realistically, the kids are going to go up there. They're going to mess up the room. They're not even going to notice that any of the toys are out of place. But these toys take it so seriously. Like, this is a big deal that uh, if they're caught out of place, that things could go wrong. Um, And who knows? I just, I've always wondered, and I'm not the first person to wonder about this, the whole idea of toys. It must just be programmed into them that they can't be seen by humans. Because, like, Buzz wakes up here in just a moment. But he's still, like, when Andy comes around, he doesn't wake up. He stays as a toy, even though he believes he's a space ranger. Right, and as we learned in Toy Story 2, like, he's not the only Buzz who believes firmly that he's a space ranger. So I kind of wonder if maybe it's, like, a manufacturing error or something. Yeah, it, 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 makes, you, it makes you believe that, like, it... it certain points maybe like these toys like all of them maybe believe they are the characters that they are like you know they have to go through everything that buzz goes through in regards to like okay no you're just a toy you're not the real buzz Lightyear. there's a million of you stop it um but you know it's still it's something in their consciousness that tells them you know all these giant people are supposed to not supposed to reveal myself but like What's to stop them? What if a toy just says, I don't care. I'm going to reveal myself. I'm just going to talk to the humans. And and Woody does it in this movie. At the end, he freaks out Sid yeah. and talks to him. So it can be done. But, I mean, if you want to see, like, a whole movie about that concept of the toy revealing themselves to be alive, 
Um, there's Child's Play, you know, the Chucky movie. Or uh, and... Small Soldiers. Right. Oh, yes, that was a throwback. Um, I'll get back to Small Soldiers, but what's funny is Child's Play also has a kid named Andy, and it's his sixth birthday, and that's when he gets the Chucky doll. And in this, in Toy Story 1, Andy also turns six. So that's a weird coincidence. Oh, my gosh, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. I, I think the street Andy ends up living on later, like after the move, is called Elm Street, which different horror franchise, but that's funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Small Soldiers, like that's a very niche thing, but me and my brother watched that like as kids, and it's it's wild, like the action figures, and like I even wrote like a Toy Story and Small Soldiers fanfic at one point. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's that's like the darker side, you know. And I don't know, you know, I think Chucky was Chucky, was that a thing before Toy Story? Yeah, the first movie came out in 1988, but it's not like the toys are always alive. It's that Charles Lee Ray transferred his soul into a toy. So it's kind of different, but you know, yeah, it's it's not just the oh, what if Toy Story, but the toys try to kill you. <laughs> it's not quite that one to one. And like last year, Toy Story four and the Child's Play, the Child's Play remake, which was really bad, uh, came out the same weekend. Just I remember was... that. I remember that. Like that was just a. Did somebody plan that? Come on. That can't be a coincidence. I mean, in the Child's Play remake marketing, they, like, played on it by, like, having, um, like, I think, like, a cowboy hat or something, make it seem like Chucky killed Woody or Woody-like character. Um, but anyway, that That's remake, him. I don't, I didn't like it <laughs> as, oh, as a longtime boy. Chucky fan, so, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, I'll defer to you, and I will never watch it! <laughs> Just, you know me Ben you know Hart me. refusing to watch a horror movie what a concept yeah what a shocker there what a shocker there but getting back to the movie here this is this whole so exchange shelly. this whole exchange is just great and and props to the casting and just having these two guys and, and you know Tim Allen Tom Hanks they're just brilliant and they're brilliant as these characters, and just how they sell it, and just the amping up of <laughs> of Woody's just absolute. Just he's at wit's end here. It's like, no, yeah. come on, oh, come on, these these are plastic. He can't fly. Yeah, it's like this is the weird movie when you think about it because it's the one where Woody and Buzz are like rivals but in the other movies they're besties and it's like it's amazing it's weird to think about like where how they started you know yeah like for a majority of this movie they're they're not friends but for the rest of it they are best friends you know that's the whole thing so it is you know it's obviously it's character development but uh you know it's also yeah, just an interesting turn of events also, how did how did Buzz get through that loop-de-loop thing with the Hot Wheels car with his wings out? That's always bothered I me. Mean, <laughs> his wings would have gone through. He would have caught on it. It doesn't make sense. 
I wonder if Mythbusters ever tested that. <laughs> Can Buzz Lightyear actually fly? And they just throw him across the room and go, no, he can't. Sorry. <laughs> or strap a if only his him. eyes had been opened and like he would have seen like what actually happened. <laughs> See, Bo just said, I found my moving buddy, and that always felt weird to me, because it's like, wait, what? I thought she liked Woody. And it's like, what were the writers intending with Bo in this movie? Like, does she just like anyone who seems impressive, or is she really, like, um, only into Woody? Like, it's weird, you know? Yeah, you can't, especially in her regard, like, you can't really blame Woody for kind of being... A little jealous, you know. New guy comes in. He's yeah. he's supposed to be the favorite toy, and uh, he maybe he's not anymore. Maybe it's uh, maybe things are a bit more complicated now. Strange. And... Great mu- the music. The music in this movie yeah. is amazing. It like slaps. every song, <laughs> it slaps. That's what the kids say these days. It slaps. This song yeah. slaps. <laughs> But you kids have your Stranger Things. We had Strange Things, the song from Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger Things are happening to me. Um, no, doesn't work. But uh, yeah, it just uh, Randy Newman, man. He's like yeah. he creates multiple. It's not just like what? What did I? What did I, I say? Said, oh, oh Newman! Uh, oh Newman! <laughs> yeah, I was just quoting. I was just doing the Newman quote from Seinfeld. <laughs> Newman. Hello, Newman. And Newman appears in Toy Story 2 as Al. <laughs> oh my gosh, the connections! The connections! Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it, love I it, I think love another it. reason I prefer Toy Story 2 over the first one is because Woody doesn't express, like, these, like, butthurt feelings. Like, I get why he's jealous, but it's nice to see that he's grown by the time of the second movie. Yeah, there's only... There's only, like, one scene where he's kind of insufferable. You know, it's the scene where they come to get him, and he's like, no, no, I'm going to stay. Like, you know, yeah. he, he's, like, and maybe you could even consider that kind of out of character for him. Like, but I, I, I've always got that scene. Like, I understand where he's coming from, but, like, that's the only scene. The, the, the rest of it is, like, them being best friends and Woody genuinely being a good person slash toy. Yeah. I love the meme. Of, of the recent meme of uh, they put over the shark they put Cobb Vanth's face I'm Cobb Vanth howdy 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 oh I don't think I've seen that one <laughs> I would think it's, it should be Boba Fett Cobb Vanth's like I'm Boba Fett howdy 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 yeah <laughs> it would work better <laughs> see right here Mr. Potato Head is about to say something really mean Right. And he just eggs him on. Yeah, like the see, attic. He, see, he's the villain of this movie. <laughs> I love that they take... Uh, okay, another great thing about Toy Story 3. I know we're... We, we will watch Toy Story 3, I guess, eventually, because that movie's great. But yeah. the fact that they take the opening sequence of this movie and then animate it to make, you yes. know, doing the whole thing, that's brilliant. Like, when I saw that in the theater, like, I, I had chills. It was like, whoa, this is amazing. Exactly. And, like, seeing how well they, like, work together and, like, you know, Woody and Buzz working side by side and they're, like, they're, like, a duo, like, a hero team-up sort of thing. It's 
it's like wish fulfillment, but it's so good and like it feels real and you get that mo- that believable reaction when like Buzz is like evil Doctor Porkchop, like they're really <laughs> into it. <laughs> it's so good, love it, love it, love it. But uh, like, what is what is Buzz doing to his ship? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> he's trying to tape <laughs> he's, it back like, together. You know, he's gonna tape it up, like you know, none of the buttons work. Like, what's he? Does he seriously like the uh, the illusion of uh, you know the? I don't know. It's just weird. Buzz, look, Ahsoka. <laughs> that would be funny. Next week. Next week. Yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> And here, okay, Sid is an interesting character, and just the because we, I think we've all known a Sid at some point. We all know that one kid that just treats his toys like crap and destroys them. And I um, mean, I, gonna, I've known kids who treat people like crap. That too. That <laughs> definitely is true. But uh, you know, and, and just the idea of like. Yeah, in a world where toys are inanimate op- are not inanimate objects, but they're seen as in- inanimate objects, like there's going to be people that just destroy them, and that would be pretty horrifying to a yeah. living toy. I love that they bring a combat Carl into Toy Story Four. Or and I, I think do they they at least bring one in one of the Toy Story shorts in between movies? Isn't isn't Combat Carl loosely based on Carl Weathers? Um, I could have swore I heard that at some point. Because they couldn't use G.I. Joe, so they had to like make up their own version. Yeah, I'm like looking this up. Because um... I think there's... Because the, obviously there's it's the, the, the action figure here is white, but I think they in Toy Story 4 they bring it yeah. black, and he's, he's black. Okay, yeah, it's... it did appear in Toy Story 4, but... First appeared in Toy Story of Terror, which was a Halloween special of, like, three years after Toy Story 3 came out. So, continuity. Cool. Cool. Did not realize that. So, five years, five and a half years ago, I read this book called Joss Whedon, A Creative Portrait. And one of the things that it mentions is how, like, Joss Whedon, in his own words, made Woody less of an asshole because he was a script doctor on this movie. Right, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, I've seen, like, on YouTube, I've seen this animatic of how they were originally going to depict Woody where he's, like, more of a jerk and he, like, um, pushes Buzz, like, in a very malevolent manner. And it's just... <laughs> so off-putting and it's like man it's, it's really good that they like rewrote some of this <laughs> yeah I, I mean s- say what you will about about joss whedon especially nowadays but like the guy the guy can write and i, I think his fingerprints are, are are all over this movie in regards to like and you can imagine you know like it, it's it, they they do the finished film obviously finds a fine line between Woody being the hero and all Woody also being selfish. Yeah. He's being selfish right now. Like, he, he's obviously, you understand, I don't even know if I got it as a kid, but, like, you know, especially you get as an adult, like, you realize, like, he's, he is the bad guy here. Like, he's, he's being selfish. He's not necessarily bad, but he's, 
he's you know selfishness leads to leads to the dark side as they say and yeah. you know that's the, that's the whole thing with with Woody but you you have to still he has to still play it off as like at the end of the day he he learns from his mistakes whereas he could just be an a hole the whole way through yeah. yeah i mean it make it makes more sense for Andy to want to bring buzz to pizza planet like i know that space cowboys are kind of a thing but like uh, like woody should have just let buzz have this given the theme of the arcade pizza place you know right yeah and and like that's that's the whole thing is like woody screws everything up like all i had to do was just wait it out woody would come back i mean uh, andy would come back around and start playing with him again it wouldn't be that big a deal, but it's because of this, because he knocks him out the yeah. window that, that sets everything off and uh, screws up his life for a little while. Yeah, and I mean, in Toy Story 3, Andy chooses Woody over Buzz when thinking of what toy to bring to college. Right, yeah. So that's that's something that's almost even overlooked in that movie. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, but it, it, it makes sense. Like, you know, Woody was first. He's the most... I think Andy probably is most nostalgic for Woody, all yeah. said and done, and you can't blame him. But he he like he saved all the toys, so he loved yeah, all of them. He, he was trying to put them in the attic, like he wasn't trying to throw them out. Right, but they thought they were being trashed, and you can't blame him. Um, again, great, great movie, great movie. Again, Potato Heads in the background, just being a total douchebag. Yeah, like. He did like the hang, the hangman drum thing, right? Right, right. It's so dark. I love Buzz with all the leaves stuck in his. Yeah, that's cool. A one thirteen. Right. That's uh. Was like that office number or something? Yeah, 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 yeah. I love that the monkeys are making... Like, the monkeys are alive, too. Like, there's nothing... There's no stone left unturned in regards to, like, you know, these toys being alive. Like, even these monkeys who were, you, you'd think were just... Also objects are also, like, they're toys. They live. Yeah. Like they're, they're monkeys. They're literally monkeys. And Dynaco. A, a Pixar staple. <laughs> I always love that joke. It's like just really good mom humor, you know? Yeah, I'll <laughs> even let you drive. Yeah, when you're 16. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's ex- that's exactly what I'm saying. I love the dirt that they put on these toys. I love yeah. the, you know, not just the, the, the fly that's stuck to him, but, like, he's under his, like, arms and on his sides. Like, he's got, like, road grime and stuff like that, like... You know, yeah, of course, these toys would be filthy doing the stuff that they're doing. Yeah. What if Woody had just been like, uh, actually, we are on your planet. <laughs> like, what would, how would Buzz have reacted right there? <laughs> right, yeah, it's like, you know, I don't know, like, how much could Woody have done to, like, you know, to, uh, like, manipulate Buzz? I don't know. It's uh, they got into that. Uh, they got into that gas station. Did she pump any gas? Like she stopped at the gas pump and then didn't pump any gas. They just go in the store and come back out very quickly. 
Oh, yeah. That's weird. Just <laughs> notice that. Like, you stop at a gas pump, but you don't... Okay, what's, what's going on? Yeah, because they did need gas, right? I, I guess... She parked at the farthest gas pump. Like, if you park just to go into the store, like, why not just park near the thing? That doesn't make him. Andy's mom, what are you doing? <laughs> this movie has potholes. It's ruined. It's ruined. Hashtag remake Toy Story. Sign the petition. <laughs> now that's scary. That's, uh, that's. that's yeah. <laughs> and I love this speech coming up. Because the whole implication of Buzz explaining that there's a planet-killing weapon, and he has the plans, and he has to get back to his plan to stop it. He's freaking R2-D2. <laughs> yeah. I and like, love I'd it. Long th- I'd long thought that like in this universe there's no Star Wars or Star Trek. There's just Buzz Lightyear who's like an amalgam of them. But yeah. then in Toy Story 4, you see a couple, I think, Cantina character toys somewhere. I oh, think. really? Yeah, I think it's in that uh, room where it's like kind of like a club. I think it's where they meet um, Keanu Reeves' character. Probably. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. This is an antique store and there's probably a lot of stuff in there. It makes sense. It, and that is that begs the question, you know, if... Star Wars and possibly Star Trek, you know, fit in this universe. Like, is Buzz Lightyear just see? Look, he he just gave the the Vulcan salute. Yeah. <laughs> like so, like is Buzz Lightyear just this like knockoff Star Trek Star Wars like discount toy? Like you know, he, he seems to be like a big deal in this universe, but he's using Star Trek and Star Wars references. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of something that's like, what is something in our universe that's kind of a parody but still super popular among people? Yeah. Oh. Like, you have parodies of things, but then, like, something that's, like, straight parody. But, like, like the commercial later on in this movie, like, it seems like Buzz Lightyear is, like, this great, you know, awesome toy. He's badass and whatever. Like he can be taken very seriously. It's not meant to be a yeah. joke. So like it's it's this different thing. But you know, Buzz is such a comical character that's hard to take it seriously. Um, but he takes himself very seriously. Yeah, and he's he's a smart one here. You gotta give him credit. Yeah, always use the seatbelt. <laughs> I like the yo. The yo in the back. It's not yeah. Toyota. It's yo. That's how they get away with using Toyota. <laughs> or not using it. Oh, I never realized that that might be why. <laughs> this music here slaps, too. Oh, yeah. It does. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely what a pizza man would uh, play and also how a pizza man would drive because we've always seen that. Oh. Pizza Planet now, this place is freaking badass. Yeah. I've been to the real Pizza Planet in Disney World. It's not this cool. <laughs> it's not. It's not nearly this cool. In fact, I don't even think it exists anymore. I think what, they, they, they don't have these guards here? No, there's none of this. Like, it's not, Dang. there's no, like, you get pizza, 
and whatever, and it's not even that good pizza. So I don't even get it. Um, Disney has the ample opportunity. They have a whole Toy Story land now. They can make a freaking legit pizza planet that's as good as this. Yeah, I guess Mickey Mouse cannot defeat Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> They're not even going to try. Boy, oh boy. How does Buzz... Does, like, Buzz, like... How does he fit? Yeah, how, how do they see? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And something that only picked up on, like, recent years, like, the constant, like, rubbing of the straw, <laughs> like, it, but what he's holding onto it the entire time, and you hear it as he's running. It's yeah. stupid. See, like, the alien spitting out, like, drinks. Like, this is cool. Like, these are actually, like, yeah. really cool games. Like, where is this? Like, why, why not make this real? Like, bring it to life. Like, do it all. Like, do it all the games. Like, this would be so cool. Like, if they can do Galaxy's Edge, they can do this. Yeah. Or, what about this? What about a giant arcade where it's scaled to the point that you are the size of the toys? And you oh, walk in, and it's like amazing. these, like these. You see this in this giant, like prize machine, big claw machine. You get to walk into, like, how cool would that be? <laughs> That'd be super cool, oh, and man. probably dangerous. I, I want like both versions, like the human size one and the toy size one. Because when you go to um, Toy Story Land in Disney World, I don't know if there's one in Disneyland. In Disneyland, I know there's one in Disney World. You, it's supposed to be that you're the size of the toys. Like, everything's big. Like, there's Tinker Toys over here, and, like, they're big, they're huge. That's the idea. And it's really brilliant. I wish they would, like, do that for other things. So when you think about it, this claw machine is pretty boring. Like, there's just that one type of toy. Like, they don't even mix it up with, like, variety. Right, like, you're not just like, okay, just put it down there and hopefully... Hopefully you get something. Yeah, like, why is there no Emperor Zerg in this thing? Right. And you understand that, like, the only reason Sid wants in on this is because, oh, crap, there's a freaking Buzz Lightyear in there. Of course I want one of those. Yeah. And it's funny, I've always accepted that, like, the aliens, and obviously you have all the animated series or whatever, the aliens and Buzz Lightyear, like, they're all from the same quote-unquote universe. Yeah. But there doesn't seem to be in the movie a reason for them to be connected. Like, it doesn't seem like, oh, they're, like, branded for Pizza Planet or whatever. Like, Pizza Planet is just a just a arcade or whatever. Um, I don't know. It's weird. Oh, my gosh. It's Tim Allen. The Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm a biggest fan. <laughs> I'm sorry, how would you not freak out when you pick something out of a claw machine and then it pulls itself back? I mean, maybe he's a kid who doesn't care, I don't know. But Also, those claw machines are totally rigged. Like, he wouldn't get two prizes in a row. <laughs> he, right. he nailed it twice in a row. Yeah, that's super unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> And I love, I love the fact that like they're right next door, 
you'd think they'd just be able to walk over, but, you know, because they're toys, they're so far. Like, they're upstairs, they can't get across, they can't get downstairs. And then, of course, a dog, especially a vicious dog, would be freaking terrifying to a toy. I This is just, this is terrifying stuff. Oh, yeah. This is a horror movie! He's such a mean brother. He's the worst. I like how he shows the doll to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, why did he do that? Yeah, it's just for us to see, I guess. Right, right. You just don't think about it, but uh, it's it's funny. It's funny. Put, oh, now that takes on an all new meaning now. Jeez, he puts on a mask? Yeah. <laughs> Sid is the real hero. I actually did a pretty decent job on actually putting that head on. <laughs> kind of impressive. Yeah, this is kind of like a horror movie. It totally is. I mean, it's like literally like going like a human showing up in a place and getting taken to a place and there's like body parts everywhere. Like that's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's, it's a horror show for a toy. <laughs> a pencil. Yeah. It's just conveniently there. He just reaches down. There it is. Okay, pick it up. Just at the right angle to not realize what it is. That was a freaky toy. You know, even if it was just a baby, like a toy baby, I think that the way that its hairs are would still make it look creepy. Yeah, and then you have the the big baby in Toy Story three. That's kind of yeah creepy, and he he has his little hero moment at the end. But that's great. Like he's like a mad scientist creating these toys. Why, why does he turn off the flashlight? Like, what's the reason for that? <laughs> but they don't do anything like aggressive. They just like show up, go, okay, who are you? <laughs> like, yeah, what's like, the deal, like they're, man? They're repairing these toys as we learn later. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Climbs on a buzz. It's great. From stun to kill. <laughs> Whiskers. Now they're both gone. Where could they be? See, they they the way they animate the humans, they 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 do show them, 
but they're never really the focus. They're kind of out, off of focus, out of the line of sight so that they can kind of get away with it. But the animation isn't bad. It's just, you know, it's not it's not the same as the toys. It's not supposed to be. Right. Again, look, where's your re- where's the rebel base? What is this Star Wars? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've done this. Not on toys, just random stuff. Uh, as soon as you realize what a magnifying glass you can do, you turn into a mad scientist as a kid. I mean, in the DreamWorks movie Ants, like, it gets horrifying when like <laughs> a magnifying glass gets used in that. Oh, I can imagine. I can freaking imagine. Oh, my God. <laughs> No, you don't know what's out there. Love the use of the karate shop action. That's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> and he just leaves him behind. <laughs> Yeah, he's not a team player at this point. No, no, he's not. Yeah, that 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 dog is up to no good. He's just taking a nap. Just the use of a dog as a, you know, an antagonist is brilliant. You know, all the things that... And again, the, te- the intensity. The intensity, here it comes again. All yeah. the, the music and the... And the it's, it's great. How did he shut that door? <laughs> he couldn't reach the handle. <laughs> so, like, there's this theory that Sid's dad here is like an alcoholic and this is why the the dog fears him oh my god pretty dark that is dark might also explain Sid's upbringing yeah you can you can kind of infer a lot in regards to Sid and uh, his whole demeanor (laughs) And the fact that you never see his parents, but they seem like scumbags. Yeah. This music is so cheesy, but it is so true to, like, 90s toy commercials. Oh, it is! It absolutely is! And, you know, just the whole... I don't know, it's... (laughs) Not a flying toy. Not a flying toy. That's a buzzkill. That's, uh, he shouldn't have seen that. Yeah. I love okay that that's great. The fact that they set that I don't know if that was it like in, uh, intentional so, on their part I, but I, d- I don't think it was set up but I think when making the second movie they probably looked back at this one and saw oh Al's Toys Barn let's see that in the next movie. 
Because you don't, a lot of times you don't get synergy like that. You don't get, you'll just, you know, just create something new. But they had something already there, so they used it. Um, which is, it's just great. Um, speaking of Toy Story 2, have you heard the story about how they almost lost Toy Story 2 in production? Oh, like they almost like deleted the whole thing or something? Yeah, because there was like, it was during production, I don't know how far along they were, but like they had a good portion of the movie done, and then like their computers just went out at work, or somebody deleted like a master file of animation. And they were like, went into panic mode for a good little while. And then someone, one of the animators went to their home computer and, and found a, a save file and brought it back to Pixar Studios and they salvaged the movie from there. But like, they literally almost lost the entire movie. It's insane. That's, that's scary. There's Very actually scary. this um, 3D animated movie called Food Fight, which was like in the works in the 2000s i think and it kept getting delayed it came out 2012 the animation looks freaking awful it's like horrifying and like um what i heard is that like the maker of it had like like someone had stolen his like hard drive that stole like the original like animation files or something or like the original movie and so they had to like start from scratch again and it's the end result is not pretty. Like, it's not a good movie. Oh my gosh, that does sound insane. Yeah, it's like, um, if I remember correctly, it's about, like, food mascots uh, who, like, live in the grocery store or something. That, that does sound like a very bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. Buzz's whole mental breakdown is played very well, but also very, I don't know, it's its uh, its messed up and it's very relatable, I guess, because, you know, just, like, his whole world is coming undone. Like, he believed this stuff with all his heart, and now he's, uh, now he's not so much. Now he's, uh, <laughs> he's just totally come undone. Yeah, he he's not an astronaut flying with Baby Yoda. He's just a toy. <laughs> and he is Mrs. Nesbitt. <laughs> For real. So, like, is the implication that he got drunk drinking nothing? I think he's just mad. I think he's just out of his mind. <laughs> I don't know. Can toys get drunk? Do they drink anything? How does that work? I mean, uh, they thought that the other toys were cannibals. Yeah. I mean, I guess from Buzz's perspective, he doesn't know that they're toys, but Woody still believes that they're cannibals. Right, right. Like, he's totally bought into it. And, like, toys smell things. Like, when Al burps in the second movie, Woody is absolutely disgusted by the smell. Yeah, so they do have, like, human... They can smell. Can they taste? Can they... I mean, assuming they, they don't need... 
they don't need food or water or anything like that. Um, but they have teeth and like stuff. Like it's uh, <laughs> it's weird. You start thinking about the anatomy of it. It just get you go down a rabbit hole that I don't know if I want to go down. <laughs> but like Woody should just be honest here. He's like, look, you know, he, he freaking fell down the stairs and he lost an arm. Like, we'll just get him across and we'll, we'll explain this. But he's so paranoid and the other toys are... And again, Potato Head being douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> but they think Woody's just evil. And he, he's made some mistakes, but he's not totally evil. Yeah, but I mean, they wouldn't have believed him, I don't think, if they'd said that Buzz had fallen and, like, he's not coming up or whatever. Right. He's in pretty bad shape, given, you know, but, uh, I don't know. This does not work out well for him, regardless. I like how Ham is not buying it from the get-go. He's just like, I don't know about this. You can just see the look on his face. And not quite yet. (laughs) They're not quite friends yet. (laughs) Not quite. Just a little, little jump on the gun there. Oh, so I guess toys can vomit? Apparently. <laughs> Rex is still, like, vomiting. <laughs> yeah, it's like, he, like, he gags. Like, how does that work? <laughs> never thought about that. I'm thinking about a lot of things about this movie that I've never thought of tonight. Uh, Slinky's expression is so heartbreaking, given that he believes that he's a murderer. Yes, you know, it's different levels of, like, you know, Potato Head is just, like, angry all the time. Um, Slinky is, like, legitimately disappointed. (laughs) But with Bo, it's weird, because, like, obviously she seems scared in that moment, but later on she still has that moment where she's, like, seeing Andy sleeping and says to herself, Oh, Woody, if only you could see how much Andy misses you. And it's, like what is Bo feeling? Like, what's her deal? Like, I don't get what the whole intention of her in this movie is. Yeah, her her demeanor is... It's like, like wishy-washy. Right, and she seems to never lose faith in Woody, but at the same time, she never really speaks up on his behalf. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. And uh, this is after, like, you pointed out the comment that uh, she's like, yeah, I found my moving buddy. Like, she's really ready to just give up on Woody. Like, she's not the best girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah, this is not the type of kid that needs a bomb. Really So, like, how did he order it exactly? Amazon, of course. <laughs> Where else do you get a bomb? I mean, was Amazon even around back then? Uh, probably. Probably. We, we, do we even know when this was set? We know when it was made. Well, I mean, but... the license plate says 95, but I don't know if that's what they 
stick with like in terms of when it takes place. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Was 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 Jeff Bezos around at this time? The Amazon started. Oh, it was founded July fifth, nineteen ninety four. So it does work. But like, when did they start delivering things? I would like suspect like 2010. Uh, uh, whatever, it, it's fiction. Whatever, who cares? <laughs> yeah, we even got the upside down text. Yeah, there's a lot of details you don't even like see, but they're there from the beginning. And if you also look at like the general shape of like Sid, like the, their character models, pretty similar between Sid and and Andy, which you you know you don't really notice it. Yeah, or like with his mom's floral shirt, they could have just been lazy and made it just plain one color, but they like added the flowers. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I don't know. I don't know if that was. I don't know. Like, is it is a pattern? Does that make it more complicated? Is it just something else? I don't know. It's, it's interesting, but they 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 went all out for this movie. Like, it's really yeah. They don't skimp. They they do a great job of pay attention to the details, and it looks great. Like, I get watching the newer films, watching any newer animated film, even even the Emoji Movie. Maybe um, <laughs> you, you could you could say, hey, the animation is like pretty good here. It's even better than the original Toy Story, but you know, it's the story that you're really pulled into. Like, the animation could be anything, but it, the animation is genuinely great. Like, look at this. Like, this moody shot. You got the the shadows of the rain coming down the, you know, the pane in the window. Like, there's a lot of subtlety in that, that. That they could get away with not having. Like, people would forgive if there wasn't, like, realistic, you know, shadows and stuff like that in an animated movie, but they... They took it seriously enough to do it, and it looks amazing for yeah. a movie that is twenty five years old. Like this, this looks stunning. Looks so real. Yeah, it does. Like, look at the texturing. Like, look at the the top of it where the warning label is. Like, they, they get it. And like, if you've seen, I think maybe that's because like they can kind of get away with it. Like a a Buzz Lightyear or a Woody, we've never really seen, or at least at this point, we haven't because. Right. They're made-up toys. But you've seen one of those crates. Like, everyone knows what that crate looks like up close. So I think maybe they understood that they had to get those type of things right because if it, if it's, especially in close-ups like this, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't actually, you know, if you don't buy that it's a real thing, that you're not, it kind of doesn't sell the illusion. Um, but they get it. And, then like, even it's a little dirty, it's a little dusty, like, it's a little faded, like all these details that are really masterful. Also, this is a very human scene. Like, it's just great. This, like, what, and, what are you telling Buzz how cool he is? And it's very... It's a great moment for these two because it is this time where they've had... They both had parallel stories and they both had their kind of you know for lack of a better term inner demons buzz has had to come to terms with his own existence and his whole you know the fact that he didn't 
No, he was a toy. He thought it was a real space ranger. And then he has a meltdown because he realizes he is a toy. And then Woody's, you know, being a jerk for a lot of it and being selfish. And then he comes to this point where he realizes that, you know, this has led them to ruin, basically. Um, and just the whole admission of, you know, him trying to cheer Buzz up and, and realizing, hey, you're you're even cooler toy than I am. Like, you know, this is it's a great, great moment. And he looks behind to see that he's gone. Like, that's... Man, that it hits him in the feels. <laughs> yeah. Also, this transition from night to morning is like video game time in Grand Theft Auto, <laughs> where like right. the hours will pass by like quicker than they would in real life. Right, because it was like it was it was dark like a minute ago. And now yeah. it's like I guess the I guess the rain has stopped and the rain clouds have gone away and now it's like really light out. Woody, move, move, Woody! <laughs> Don't keep standing there. Oopsie. <laughs> yeah, he has a sticker that says "I heart explosives." <laughs> 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 I didn't notice that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Man, his That's parents great. are not paying attention to him. <laughs> That's his whole problem. He he has he he has the opposite of helicopter plant parents. Like he, they're not in his life. Another thing it's... I love about Toy Story 2 is that it has a cuter and friendlier dog. Right. Buster <laughs> is great. I forgot all about Buster. He is. Yeah, they they really redeem the dogs. He's a, he's a good buddy to the thing. But also, I love the whole idea of, like, even earlier when uh, Woody is like trying to get across, he realizes that he, – he realizes he has to take Buzz, but he says, I can't show my face in that room without Buzz. Like – He's still doing it for selfish reasons. Now he's going after Buzz because, as he's saying right here, it's my friend. Like this is, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore because it's for me. It's, it's for Buzz. Like he cares about him now, and yeah. that's, that's great. Like he could just escape without him right here, but like he truly cares about Buzz's livelihood now. Right. Exactly. So that's great. Another just great character moment. And more humanizing these toys that even though they're mutants, they're cannibals. Nah, they're just they're just toys that have just been unfortunately uh, mutilated and changed around. But they're still toys. They're still good guys. Yeah. Like, like Buzz. Like, just get up and walk away. Like, why? Why do you care if he sees you? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he but, doesn't have a good grasp on all the rules yet. Yeah, maybe. But Woody's speech here is just epic. You know, how they come up with this, and they have to distract the dog and get the dog out of the house and then get down, and this is a moment that I just... And, just, like, these toys, like, I, I, it took me forever to realize, like, that's a... a it's a Pez dispenser, It's right? a Pez dispenser inside, like, a doll yeah. body with, like, a, a plunger on his bottom. Like, it's crazy. 
And then there's a, a car with legs for wheels. And then there's a Barbie with with a, a, a whatever you call it. Like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like, the creatives who designed these were just having a lot of fun mashing all these different things up. And this whole this whole moment is just it's great. Again, the just the excitement, the tension, they it comes yeah. all to. He all says, to "Wind the frog." <laughs> or did that already pass? <laughs> oh, he just he just did it in a minute. There he goes cuz he won the frog. The frog's distracting okay. the dog. And then they go down. How did she not see? I never that noticed that picture in the background. I haven't either. Like, is that supposed to be his mom? What? Yeah, like, is that their mom? Like, it looks. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> the dog. Like, is it a photo or is it a painting? What is it? Yeah, it's weird. Is it just a random person? Like, what is that? He's got a whole, like, launch area. It's ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) He's just asking his mom where the matches are as if she (laughs) wouldn't care. He's got like a a plunger up there to like divert the exhaust, I guess. I don't hashtag BBQ watch. There you go, <laughs> bu- bu- barbecue. There you go. There, that that's our barbecue watch. Like, what, yeah, what would a would toy taste like sure, barbecued? <laughs> Probably tastes like burnt plastic and be disgusting. Not gonna lie. <laughs> All you have to do is probably go on YouTube and type in Woody on a barbecue grill. I know someone has burned up a Woody at some point. Oh, that is so disheartening. Because I know this because I just saw the other day and it was like it was uh it was a Lego page on on Facebook and they were using a hot knife to cut Lego bricks. That's And people were losing their minds in the comments. Yeah. Like they were mad. It and I was I, to think of that. <laughs> and they were like cutting up a, like a Lego Indiana Jones figure and people were like, What are you doing? That's a rare figure. Oh my god. Oh, this moment is so good. Like the music and the reve- they're revealing themselves and everything. Oh yeah. Like the truck comes out of the sand. This is so horrific. <laughs> He's got a nail through his head, and the other guy's missing a le- head. Come on. Night of the Living Dead. Oh, and there's the Malian back. <laughs> Imagine that landing on your head. Oh, yeah, that's the worst. That would be... He's like, traumatized for life. But, like, to be fair, I'd rather have that on my head than an actual giant spider, because, like, that would be a worse texture. <laughs> and speaking of Toy Story three, you know the Easter egg in there where the the garbage man, yeah, is apparently Sid. Sid, yeah. So uh, I don't know, maybe he, I don't know, is that a is that a step up? Did he learn his lesson, well, or is that his punishment being I mean, garbage man? From what I, from what little I know of like 
garbage man based on an episode of Frasier. The the pay is really good, apparently. Yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna sit here and like you know besmirch the the image of garbage man. Like it's a job, it's a dirty job. Somebody's got to do it, and and hopefully it pays well. And you know, yeah. no uh, no shame in that. So I, maybe I, maybe we're meant to believe that Sid is on the up and up at this point. Yeah, I like the fan theory that Sid like is basically making up for his crimes by like like when he picks up trash and if he sees any toys he'll like salvage them or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you can imagine like what would happen like I don't know, like would he be would he swear off toys like for life? Like he knows they live so like he doesn't want to have them around or does he realize that he has to treat them well so like he becomes a toy collector? Like how does that work? Yeah, I mean, it would have been really interesting for them to explore that aspect. Because, like, what if somewhere along the way he, like, realized how wrong he was, but that, like, kids still need toys, and, like, maybe he, like, tries to repair the, like, uh, discarded toys and, like, maybe gift them to charity or something. Yeah, I just imagine, like, Toy Story 14. It's like (laughs) old Sid, old bearded Sid. Old, you know, in a cabin somewhere, and he's like teaching Sid. kids. Like, he's he's like, boy, you better teach your, you better treat your toys right because they'll they're gonna get you. Scud, you son of a son of a dog. Uh, for the longest time, I thought his name was Scott, and <laughs> when I eventually realized his name was Scud, I was like, that's a stupid name. <laughs> Man, Buzz like pulls. That hurts. He pulls yeah. on his his eyelids. That's intense. It's a good thing the truck wasn't locked. He's like, no, I can't talk. I'm looking for something. Their reaction. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. He's at it again. What is he doing? (laughs) But this whole sequence is one of the best. It's just so good. Imagine, use of, imagine if R.C. had appeared in the Cars movies, but, like, the size of an actual car. That would be amazing. Yeah, like, they should have that, done that. <laughs> and the whole, this whole thing, you know, just going around in circles, and... <laughs> Man, so many things would be resolved if, like, characters and movies just talked to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. That's, uh... Man, this is, uh... And, of course, Toy Story 2 ups the ante with the car accidents. (laughs) (laughs) It's always toys just causing havoc on the highway. 
I'm always paranoid, just like little pieces of something like falling out of the truck. That's just a phobia I have or something. Yeah, like especially if you're like moving and well, I mean, this is like not even a far drive, I don't think, but like it's like maybe other side of town at most. But like if you're moving all your stuff in a truck from like one city to another city that's like two and a half hours away, like it's easy to get paranoid about things falling out. Right, right, exactly. And no, no one sees this going down the street. There's a bunch of toys in the back of a truck. Yeah, in a world where <laughs> and they're all they looking don't out. have iPhones yet, I find it hard to believe nobody noticed this. Yeah, yeah. But they couldn't take a selfie of it, so uh, no proof. Well, I mean, like they'd probably like be looking at their iPhones, not even paying attention to what's outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not looking at if I'm not driving, I'm not looking at the road. So uh that's fair. <laughs> Nobody cares anymore. What he's like, oh, they're for some reason helping me now. <laughs> they figured it out finally. That would ruin a slinky if you did this. Like you're stretching it all the way out. Andy, you got Hakuna Matata on the radio. <laughs> so good. Synergy. Of course, Disney just got to reference themselves at least once. I like how RC just works like he deflates. Like he, you know, he, when he's running, he's kind of like, eh, he's kind of up and then he slows down and just kind of, uh, it's nice little touch to the animation. Oh yeah. And how did that, how did that when thing stay in there the whole time? <laughs> okay. I wasn't expecting that. That's good. That's real good. Yeah, it's bringing back that theme of, like, the magnifying glass. Yeah, it's good. Good use of a... Good use of a plot device that you didn't see coming. Oh, figured it out just in time. It's a good thing... Like instantly, Buzz grabbed onto Woody, and Woody grabbed onto <laughs> RC because that could have been messy. Yeah, like the timing was like too good. <laughs> <laughs> coming up fast, now they're coming up really fast. Yeah. Also, okay, I'm. I don't want to keep ruining this movie. I I genuinely love this movie, but Woody tosses aside RC's controller. And he doesn't pick it back up. Oh, shit. It's back there on the road. It's back there on the road. They left it behind. Oh, my gosh. That, like, <laughs> does RC ever get used again in the second yeah. movie? Like, well, he, they use him. I'm pretty sure they use him in, in four. He's in the opening scene, I think. Oh, that's right, because they're, like, trying to save him in, like, that flashback where it's, like, raining outside. Does he get a new controller, or do we just assume this is a continuity issue? Fascinating stuff. 
it doesn't get much more iconic Disney than this right here. Yeah. Oh, they were in the box the, right next to you the entire yeah, time. You, you never noticed notice them? them at the top. <laughs> like laying like conveniently on top of the box. These Jeez, lazy Andy. writers didn't know how to end the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should and because the question of is Toy Story a Christmas movie? Like just annoy people. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. This is obviously a Christmas movie. End of Christmas. <laughs> There's snow. There, there, there you go. There you go. Candyland, a child's first game. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of like the few things they put in the movie that's actually like based on a real thing. Because most of the other stuff is like... Yeah. Because like there's tin, there's a tin toy book, and that's like a reference to an old Pixar short stuff. Yeah, I think, I think um, Mr. Potato Head and maybe Slinky might have been around before Toy Story. I could be wrong, but maybe could be. I think probably they were loosely based on some toys that existed prior. Um, that would make sense. I feel like Mr. Potato Head is an old toy. It's been around for like yeah. ages, but it'll always people will always assume Toy Story created it because they made it famous. <laughs> it's Buster. <laughs> Buster is coming. <laughs> Great way to end it, man. Yeah. <laughs> The subtitles with the ooh repeating. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I, I, okay, full disclosure here. You were the one suggested. Hey, let's watch Toy Story for its twenty fifth anniversary. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> for one, that sounds great. But also, I didn't know freaking Toy Story is twenty five years old. My God. Um. So. It seemed yeah, like the perfect way to, to celebrate. Yeah, it's just a year younger than me. <laughs> that is crazy. That is crazy. But it still holds up, man. It still holds up. 25 years later, I, I think, you know, you always say, oh, if this movie came out this year, I think genuinely, like this, if Toy Story, if they released it as is now, people would still love it. And, uh, yeah, and it just holds up. It's funny because, like, I remember recently people like were comparing like I think it was around the time Toy Story 4 came out or in the marketing for it people were comparing like different depictions of like Andy as a kid because uh, you know there's that footage of young Andy in the flashback in 4 and right. so there are like people wondering if it was Andy in that and they were comparing like the different iterations and someone mentioned that like that Andy in the first movie looks like a gremlin. And it's like, if you look at a picture of like Toy Story 1 Andy out of context, it's like, oh yeah, that does look kind of wonky now. But like, <laughs> it's like the movie is so good that you just like buy into it. Yeah. Oh my God. That's funny. But uh, yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it's, you know, the animation has definitely improved over the years. They keep making it better. And, and who knows? I'm assuming because you know they keep saying this the end. Oh, it's the end. It's the end. You know, Toy Story three was supposed to be the end, and then it wasn't. Um, 
I'm totally expecting at this point we'll get Toy Story 5 at some point. I'm just not sure what that movie will be like, who's going to be in it. And all I know is the animation will just be out of this world amazing, probably. Um, so uh, it should be interesting. But, uh, you know, I think just this movie on, on its own is, is great. It didn't need sequels. I'm glad it did get sequels because I like most of them. But this movie on its own just works so well. Oh, yeah. I love all those sequels. Um, oh, like, especially how, like, four, like, they, I like them to different degrees, like, but I appreciate something about each of them. Like, you know, four gave Woody his happy ending and whatnot. And it's like, beyond that, it would be interesting to see what Toy Story 5 would be. Like, would it be Buzz and, you know, Jesse leading the group of toys or... Could it possibly show parallel storylines of like what Woody is doing and what Buzz and the others are doing? It's like, it's it's hard to like wrap my head around at this moment, you know. Yeah, it's interesting because like, I feel like you can't put the two back together because like the whole point of four is like you're separating them. Like that's that's the. You know, that's why I freaking cried at the end of that movie because, you know, it's it's supposed to be, you know, Woody and Buzz parting ways finally. So, like, it kind of ruins that if you bring it back. I'm not saying I would be against that, but it would it would definitely blow a hole in Toy Story 4's, like, story if they did that. But so, but if you're not putting it back together, like, who do you focus on? Like, is it a, is it a Woody and uh, Bo story with all their adventures and you can add more characters? Or is it a Buzz and whatever? Like, I don't know how they figure that out because I feel like Toy Story in and of itself is a Woody and Buzz story. It has been from the beginning. How do you quantify that and how do you work that out in the future to be something different? And I don't know. You know, I don't know what their plans are for the future of the franchise, you know, what what they could be doing, what a possible Toy Story five could be. Will it even be called Toy Story Five? You know, they could change the name of it as far as it goes and do something different. Well, you know, I don't know. Just it's Toy Story four threw wrench in the gears. Definitely, it could be a good or a bad thing, but uh, I'm interested because you know I still love these characters and I always will be. Yeah, like these characters, they stick with you. They feel very real, and it's like like they're very much a part of our culture. You know? Oh yeah, exactly. Like these are. You know, we've we've talked about it before on the show. Like top five iconic duos and like Woody and Buzz were one of those. Like Han and Chewie, Kirk and Spock, Woody and Buzz, like they're there. Like they're they're these characters that are just timeless. And you go to Disney Parks, you go to anywhere, and they're everywhere. And they're such beloved characters. And, you know, I don't know. It's uh they're always gonna be like that, but how Disney wants to use them in the future is going to be interesting, but uh, yep, we're watching the uh, the dub credits, so that means the movie's over. <laughs> do we do we have any final thoughts on this? Do we do we have a planet score? Do we even need to do this? Oh, like a pizza planet score? <laughs> exactly. You are a genius. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it uh, 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 ten out of ten slices of Pizza Planet <laughs> pizza. Nice. Um, oh boy. Okay, so um, I know 
for me, the fourth movie is like an 8.5. But I think watching this has like reconfirmed that like, I I don't know, maybe I do prefer like the other movies over the fourth movie, even though it does have a poignant ending. So I think I'll give the first one a nine out of 10. Cause like, like I said, I do think like two and three got better for me anyway. So nine out of ten yeah. pizza planets. All right, that's fair. That's fair. And I think I, I love I love Toy Story two. I love Toy Story three. I think there's a lot of good stuff in Toy Story four. Like I think all these movies are fairly solid. And you know it's not the kind of franchise that like oh well we we're not gonna you know it's it's not uh, the only the first one is good. Like the first one is great. I think the other ones build on it and make it even better. And so, you know, I it's hard to say like which one is my favorite. I think I think Toy Story Three is my favorite, but you know, I haven't seen it as many times as I've seen this one. I've literally been watching this one this movie all of my life, and uh, it's hard to quantify that. And so, but legitimately, like I think it's ten out of ten for me, just because I just adore this movie. Like I said, it's comfort food for me. Going back to it is always just so much fun. And so heartwarming, and hits me in the feels, and makes me laugh still, and it's just, it's just great. Yeah, I mean, nostalgia does play a factor, but it's like very great nostalgia. Like this was so well made, and it made childhoods what they were. Oh yeah, yeah. Like this was this was my childhood. Like growing up, Toy Story was massive. And, you know, it, it still is, still is. I, I'm glad that now we have Disney Plus and we can watch it whenever we want and kids everywhere can watch it whenever they want. And uh, it's, it's crazy that now we've come so far. You don't have to dig out your old VHS players. It's, it's, it's there <laughs> in uh, HD or 4K or whatever, and, and it's there. So uh, it's a beautiful thing, and we can watch it. We can be in separate states, separate countries, and, and watch it together. It's great. So... Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I, I know I did very much, so it's it's always a pleasure to go back and, and watch some old favorites. And we, we enjoy these watch party things. You know, we started doing them a little while back, and, you know, it, it's always fun to just sit down and watch something and discuss it as, as we're watching it. Um, and I never not come away with some new appreciation for it or, or come away with something that I didn't notice. Um, because, you know, watching with someone else is always just, you know, you always see things differently and, you know, every time, especially a movie like this, you watch it and you're like, oh my God, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice that. It's, it's, it's crazy. But, uh, this was a ton of fun. And Steven, thank you so much for coming up with this idea and making this happen and joining me on this one. Oh yeah. It was a pleasure. And I mean, when you do commentaries for things, I feel like you kind of have to look for more things because it's like, okay, what other details can I talk about? And this feels very much like Back to the Future or like the Star Wars movies where you might notice something new each time. Yeah, exactly. It's so dense. I think animated movies especially are like they spend so much time on each and every frame that they put stuff in the background specifically. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it, they're so, there's so much in them that, you know, even 25 years on, you're talking about, oh my God, I didn't notice that. That's crazy. But, uh, yeah, this was a heck of a lot of fun. And uh, I want to lead off really quick and let you guys know that this is our last episode for the month of November of 2020. 
because we will be taking Thanksgiving off to uh, do some things and stuff, and uh, we hope you guys do. Um, I don't want to (laughs) say go spend time with your family because of the way the world is right now. I feel like that can be a volatile question. Use discretion. I'm not going to say not go see your family, but, you know, maybe be careful about it and uh, maybe wear a mask too. Actually, definitely wear a mask and stay six feet apart at all times because that's what we're supposed to do. But uh, this week coming up, we'll be taking the week off. Um, No new episode, but uh, we'll be returning December 4th for a brand new episode. I don't know what we're going to talk about, but uh, maybe something Christmas related. Who knows? Um, maybe Zach will be back. Maybe he won't. I don't know. Um, but it should be a lot of fun either way. And we're going to take a break. And we hope you guys come back and join us for that. Um, Stephen, please, for those who aren't familiar with you, for the two people out there that, that don't know who you are, please tell them <laughs> where they can find you, what you do, and where they can find you online. Oh boy, there's like so many things to plug. Um, so I, you can take it out. You've got like 30 minutes, so go for it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've got like my charger plugged into my laptop, so my battery doesn't run out. Um, so hopefully oh it's, it sounds fine. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, so like I mentioned, I have a podcast called Delayed Replay where we, um quote unquote review the movies that were supposed to come out this year and like make stuff up on the spot. I've had Ben, <laughs> Zach, and Jake on at different points and as well as other people you may or may not know. Um so you can find that on Apple and Spotify, uh channel eleven thirty eight dot com slash uh delayed replay. And right now it's on a break like it uh, wrapped up it's in between in between seasons maybe right yeah like it recently finished the first season but in about four weeks ish um, I I'm planning on releasing like a holiday special type of episode and then season cool. two will be back sometime in uh, 2021 I'm not sure how early in 2021 yet but I'm planning stuff out and other than that um I'm also on Star Trek Culture. Uh, me and Liana Ahmed talk about the most recent episodes of Star Trek Discovery. Uh, that goes out on the Culture Slate YouTube channel, uh, typically on Fridays. So you can check that out. Um, it's also an audio form on channel 1138.com slash Star Trek Culture. And I've also recently been guesting on our friend Dr. Holocron's YouTube channel. Um, yeah, Doc is good. Good dude. Yeah, uh, so he's been reviewing the Mandalorian episodes on Beskar broadcast. And so I've been on the ones he's done for like season two so far. And you can watch slash listen to those um and listen to me uh, complain about how like the first three episodes of season two are pretty much like the first three episodes of season one. Um, but the episode that came out today did impress me a bit more. So I, I feel like they're shaking things up finally. Um, I'm also guesting on an upcoming episode of Trust Your Doctor, which is a Doctor Who podcast. But right now they're talking about Torchwood. 
So I'm going to be on the one where they talk about the episode from Out of the Rain. So go ahead and check them out. Uh, their conversations are hilarious, like the tangents they go on. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, and um, is that all the podcasting stuff? Like, uh, <laughs> well, like, like it's <laughs> trying to remember, like, everything that's been recent um i love that you're i love that you're struggling you're like you're so busy all these different projects like does not get everything yeah it, it's weird because i've it's like i've been doing a lot but also not it's weird um but uh you can i've also been on ipc go to no no you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find my. I've been on IPC recently talking about Toy Story. Oh, that was like five minutes ago. Yeah, uh, you can find my novel Lemons Will Make Rain. Uh, it's a fantasy horror comedy novel about college students dealing with werewolves, a vampire, and all sorts of stuff. It's on Amazon, and you can find more info at stevenshinder.com. Follow me at Steven Schinder on Twitter and Instagram, Steven Schinder Storytelling on Facebook, and. Um, I also did an improv scene um, on Empire Improv's YouTube channel. Uh, so yeah, if that's I think that's everything. <laughs> that is great. Definitely check out everything Steven's doing because it's, it's all awesome. It's all good listening and good reading and all kinds of good stuff. So definitely check that out. And uh, also you can follow us at the IPC Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can follow Zach personally at Zach.TheVoice on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me personally at BenHart with no E, exactly how it sounds on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, you can follow at our good buddy Jake, at Jake Damon or at Jake W. Damon or at Patch on uh, Instagram. And I believe he's on Twitter as well. And, uh, of course, you can find uh, our IPC, which is our R-rated show, our R-rated spinoff show that we occasionally throw up new episodes of. And they've been working on that over on the Fandom Empire Network, so definitely go check that out. You can follow – you can find new episodes of the IPC podcast each and every week over at StarWarsUnderworld.com. We post our episodes up there, and then, of course, through your favorite podcatcher, whether it be iTunes, Google Play, wherever. And uh, if you get a chance, go leave us a review, a five-star review, if in preferably, and uh, subscribe over there. It really helps out the show. And then we are sourced. Our home for podcasting is ipcpodcast.podbean.com. You can also find us at tpublic.com slash user slash IPC podcast. We have swag now, which is cool. And you can even get IPC masks, which is pretty cool. So if you want to go out in public and wear a mask, which you absolutely should, and you definitely should, um, you can have an IPC mask and, uh, and, and rep the IPC and do it in style and do the right thing. Wear the mask. Um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway um, I think that about wraps up this show as I said we'll be back December 4th with a new episode um, wherever Zach is hopefully he's doing well as you sure you heard him off the top of the show promoting something pretty awesome and uh, yeah I don't know where to go with this you should go to infinity and beyond <laughs>
or reach for the sky. <laughs> you've, you've got a friend in me, Ben. <laughs> you just—I think you just ended it for me. I think you just yeah, did strange it. Strange things are happening. I, I, I'm pretty sure that—he <laughs> <laughs> just keeps putting him on. He just keeps going. Okay, I don't think I can end the show any better than that. So yeah, good night, everybody. You've got a friend in me. <laughs> to infinity and beyond, all those things. <laughs> I was on top of the world, living high. Was right in my pocket. I was living the life. Things were just the way they should be. When the Now all of a sudden, some strange things are happening to me. I had friends, I had lots of friends, now all my friends are gone, and I'm doing best I can, carry on. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> Somebody's poisoning the waterhole. Oh my gosh. There, there, all right. There's well, all your quote of the nights. <laughs> yep, there you just got them all all in one breath. Incredible.